yeah, it's full. It's great. Um, yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gender non-conforming individuals of all ages, <laughs> welcome to Poptimist Live. Uh, this is a brand new episode of Poptimist recording live on Bright Live. Uh, uh, and Dagny, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, like we mentioned, a little sleepy. A little sleepy. A little sleepy because Billy and I did something last night that oh. for years and years have wanted to do. Correct. But I should introduce the show first. Oh, <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm a host. My name's Billy. Hey, who's that? My name's Dagny. She's the other host. She's also my sister. What? Sibling <laughs> co-host. Uh, it is the future. Isn't it crazy that we um get along? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. Our mother is in the audience and yeah, she raised us to hate each other. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, we get along very well. Obviously, we have hosted this is episode 41, I believe, of our show. We're coming up on our one year anniversary. Yes. Which we'll figure out what that's going to be. Maybe it'll be another live show. Oh, that actually would be fun. That we could go fun. nuts for a one year live show. That'd yes. be very cool. Um, And because it is a live show, I do want to talk about Bright Live because they are um, the platform we use to do these live shows, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and I believe we're also kicking off podcast week. Yeah. Um, it is International Podcasting Day, so it is appropriate that we are recording a podcast. Yeah. So um, all if you're listening to this not live, if you're listening to it when it's published, um, it's still currently International Podcast Week. Isn't that great? Um, and Bright is doing podcasting content all week long. So get on Bright Live, check it out. Uh, it's going to be very cool. I think International Podcast Day is September 30th, but who needs a day? Oh. We got a whole week. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so it's not International Podcasting Today, this Sunday that we are recording. It's a recording. Time is indifferent. Yeah. Time um, is meaningless. So I led up talking about the thing we did last night and I le left you all hanging. And that was we saw Hamilton. We saw Hamilton. Uh, in right. Los Angeles. It was so good. Um, when did you first acquire tickets to Hamilton? You, Dagny, because you waited longer than I did. <laughs> My boyfriend, um, his parents gave it to him as a Christmas gift in 2019 to see in April <laughs> of 2020, which obviously didn't happen. Um, and it got pushed back and then it got pushed back and then it got pushed back and then he got a refund. And then we <laughs> ended up buying tickets again when they became available. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, we were the, at the um, the, the Pantages in Hollywood, which we had never been in before. It's gorgeous. It really like, is. Talk I mean, about old Hollywood. L.A. is filled with gorgeous theaters that are underutilized. Like there's yeah. the, the Tower Theater that just, can I say this, that just tragically got transformed into an Apple store. Oh. Um, it's still beautiful, but it's not a theater. It's an Apple store. Um, and the last thing filmed in there was uh, season three of Twin Peaks. David Lynch yeah. filmed in the Tower theater before it was gone Very there's nice. the theater at the ace hotel in downtown which is beautiful and now the pantages which is unbelievably gorgeous i had no idea how yeah. art deco extravagant it was and it's gonna be the home of hamilton for Ever. who knows how long <laughs> yeah i this uh, our, our parents told us about seeing phantom of the opera in la where it just kind of moved in and stayed for years and that's yeah. what hamilton's doing there's no end date it's not leaving the theater it just yeah. is the pantages for a bit yep. and you know what good but, because it was incredible yeah the cast was great i've seen the um i mean obviously the disney plus version who hasn't actually someone hasn't and that was my boyfriend that was the greatest part of seeing the show yesterday 
was somehow for six years. Is that how long Hamilton's yeah. been around? He has refused to listen to the soundtrack or know anything about the show. So he went in pretty much blind um, and had a great time. He said he obviously had high expectations because everybody talked about Hamilton. Won all those Tonys. It did win a lot of Tonys. And he said his expectations were met. I don't know if he said they were exceeded, but he, he said he was met. surprised. He was surprised that it was as, as good as it was. Well, and I've, I've avoided watching a lot of... I haven't watched the Disney Plus version. I did watch Act 1 of of your bootleg. Oh, can we... Um, no, people. <laughs> no, here it is. Uh, that you had uh, a few years back that you don't know where it is anymore. But the uh, the original cast bootleg version, I did watch Act 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I will watch it live one day. And I did. And I thought... I mean, we all knew the music was great. We all knew the, the plot was uh, incredible. But the way it was staged is stunning. And the yeah. lighting is incredible. Um, I so mean, precise. they don't really need a, a bump from Poptimist, but if you haven't seen <laughs> Hamilton, get your tickets. Yeah, this is our sponsor. They're for... struggling. They need they need those butts in seats. They need tickets <laughs> sold. Hamilton is not making enough money. Um, uh, and I mean, it's appropriate we're talking about musicals, um, considering our guest. I do want to bring up not just because we have, oh, not only Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. But I've got one a... other musical. I have one, and I believe you have one. Yes. What's yours? I just wanted to say uh, another movie musical that has been released within the last two weeks this month. Uh, Come from Away is possibly my favorite musical I've ever seen live. Yeah. Come from Away rules. Um, it is such a beautiful show, and I highly recommend it. And it was just released on Apple Plus and the no, not Apple Plus, Apple TV. Whatever it's called, <laughs> their streaming service. Um. Just you can probably do a free trial if you don't have Apple TV and it's completely worth it. It's they've filmed it in a stunning way. It's just as great as the Hamilton. Recording. Did you see um, come from away live when yes. it was in L.A.? Because uh, the boyfriend and I took our parents to see it around yes. Christmas 2019, I think. Yes. Um, I love come from away. So that's a show that I'm a little spoiled with because it um, workshopped in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so years ago, before it even went to Broadway, my boyfriend called and was like, I just saw this incredible musical <laughs> and you're, I'm going to send you the soundtrack and you're going to have to check it out. And he was right. And it's, it, he, he's followed it since it like went to Broadway and then went on tour and now the Apple plus one. Um, do you want to briefly say what it's about just really quick? uh yeah not to bring down the vibe but it is <laughs> it's an uplifting show <laughs> it is it's uh like very bitter it's not bittersweet but it is about um uh newfoundland which has the largest airport that used to uh be where planes refueled whenever planes couldn't make it all the way across the ocean um and so it's a huge we don't need it anymore you don't planes don't yeah. have to refuel like that so it's a giant abandoned almost abandoned airport yes Wait, but, go ahead um yeah just really quick when 9-11 happened uh they obviously landed all the planes and that was a place where they landed 38 planes uh, too many basically they doubled the population of the city just with misplaced airplane passengers yes and so the musical is a folk music opera a folk music rock opera kind about of, yeah. uh how the town came together to deal with all these refugees and what it was like spending 11 days in this strange town in the northeastern coast of canada yeah uh waiting for the airports to reopen and how they you know and it's beautiful and it's in it's it's incredible watch come from away yeah it sounds kind of wild when you explain it but it's worth it's worth a watch and then billy uh i want to bring in our guest but really quick yeah i also watched i also watched a movie musical and this is a coming of age story um about a high school student um played by ben platt i'm joking i'm not going to talk about dear evan hansen (laughs) how dare i know i watched um because honestly sidebar about dear evan hansen 
I didn't like it before the movie. I don't like the You're plot. Like, this is, this is Poptimist. This is Poptimist. Oh. What am I doing? <laughs> so I I watched on uh, Prime Video, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is a musical that premiered in the West End in London. I don't even know if it's done Broadway yet, but it's coming to a, it's doing a North American tour this year or next year because I will see mm, it. Okay. And it's based on a true story in the mid 2000s, a 16 year old little gay boy who named is named Jamie. Um, hi, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> wanted to go to his prom in drag. And basically yeah. ended up do pulling it off, ended up being like, screw you, school board, school district, I'm going to prom in drag. And he became a drag queen and he performed. And so everybody's talking about Jamie is a musical adaptation of that story. And it is oh. unbelievably charming. Oh, it's, is it a true story? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's based Got on it. a true story. The, the the movie musical is a little bit more modernized. They're not like wink, wink. It's 2004. It, they, they just don't address it. But mm. um it's been on the West End for a while. The music is great. Um, the drag queen, he basically finds a mentor in an elderly drag queen. And in the West End, they've had a bunch of famous drag queens. Like um, Bianca Del Rio did it. Bianca Del Rio actually has a cameo in the movie, which is great. Like a really blink and you miss it cameo. <laughs> um, now, I am not usually a fan of movies casting straight actors to play gay roles. Mm -hmm. However... In, everybody's talking about Jamie. I will make an exception because the elderly drag queen who takes Jamie under her wing is Richard E. Grant, <laughs> who I am obsessed with. And Richard E. Grant playing elder gay, over the top, flamboyant. He's so good. I mean, it was great. That's great. Um, and the other, the other thing, she's not in the movie, but the, his teacher, who kind of is one of his antagonists the whole time. Yeah. Michelle Visage did that in the West End for a bit. Michelle Visage was oh, the teacher. Very fun. Yeah. Everybody's talking about Jamie. It's great. The music's great. Listen to it. Check it out. Um, come from away and a small little indie project called Hamilton. <laughs> uh, yes. Like I said, it is very appropriate we're talking about musical theater because our guest today has a very funny joke in his set uh -huh. <laughs> about musical theater. It's one of my favorites. Billy, would you like to introduce our guest? Uh, our guest today is one of my dearest friends. He is an author. He is a brilliant comedian. Um, he's tapping me on the shoulder right now. Everyone, put your hands together for Aiden Park. Woo! Wahoo. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Nine productions of Miss Saigon because I look like this. Okay. <laughs> That's how I seriously like I was like, I, I can't I can't. So you you <laughs> you have been in nine productions of Miss Saigon. I've been in nine diff nine productions of Miss Saigon. <laughs> and I always play the same character. His name is Tui. <laughs> he, he has a, I laugh at my own jokes, too. I don't care. I think I'm hilarious. So I, I, I you know, I mean, I'm like tall. And I'm like very imposing looking if I'm not moving or talking. And so they um, put me in a suit and I, you know, I always play this like the Viet Cong military leader. I'm like in the middle and all these boys, dan other gay boys dancing in uniforms are dancing around me. And so, yeah, it was fun. I, I, the first time I ever heard your joke about nine, nine productions of Miss Saigon, I immediately memorized it because it cracked me up because you talked about you did a touring production of Miss Saigon that toured through China. I went to China. Do you want me to do it? Sure. I went to China to do Miss Saigon. That means the people from China had to fly to the United States to find a Korean to fly to China to play a Vietnamese person. <laughs> oh my God. It's my, literally one of my favorite jokes. Thank you. And thank you for doing it again for me right now in Dagny's yeah. office. Thank yeah. you. I love this. I love you guys. I, just, I love the hair. Oh, oh. We do have oh. the same hair. We do have the same hair. So um, Aiden, welcome to Poptimist. 
Thank you. Um, the way Poptimist works is every episode we bring a guest to come in and talk about something from pop culture that they love that is not necessarily loved by the audience at large, or maybe it's obscure, but it's also a surprise for me and Dagny every time. We don't know what the topic is till you get here. I will, however, state that you did text me this morning and said, and said, I hope we're still friends after this. I'm fully ready to get canceled over this. <laughs> I'm like ready to get canceled. So our last live show, um, um, uh, my dear friend Nick brought in Entourage, where oh. which was a little bit on the edge of being canceled. If, are you prepared? Are you I'm ready? Further than that, okay. you guys are not going to talk to me afterwards. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm and like Vinny smiling now. He's not going to be smiling in a second. Oh no! I I am fully like we're not going to be friends. <laughs> Well, before we get into it, if you're watching in the audience of Poptimist Live, feel free to get on and leave comments. Cancel Aiden in real time. I don't care. I, I can cancel. I, All right, I'm Aiden. Fine. Aiden, Hashtag what? Cancel Aiden Park. Here we go. I'm Hashtag nervous. cancel Aiden Park. <laughs> Please don't. Aiden, what are we talking about on Poptimist today? The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I can I just say this is why. I knew it, right? Okay, okay. See, I'm okay. You have to shout. Okay, wait. I don't have to shout. I'm <laughs> this is what happened. See, Vinny's mad at me. Look at him. Oh. So angry. Now, okay. This it's a it's an optimistic podcast. Listen, I run one, two, three, four businesses right now. They're good. They're doing well. I never went to college. I never went to business school. Everything I learned about business, I learned from The Apprentice, and I am not <laughs> kidding. I got my master's degree in business by applying what the con not not just tr Trump Trump barely is on there. Go, you're fired. That's it. Okay. <laughs> but but the contestants it. are great. Yeah. yeah, they're good. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is how The Apprentice works. Can I expl explain yes, how this please, works? Because I I don't think I've ever watched a full episode. They they split them up by a uh, uh, male t uh, a team of eight guys and eight girls, okay. and they have to do a business task, and wh whoever wins that week's task, it was the winner. And then loser, uh, the project manager of that team, has to bring in two other people who were dead weight, according to the project manager. Oh. Um, and of the three of them, Trump goes your fire to one of them. That's oh, how it works. Okay. No lip sync for your life. No, lip, no second chance. No, they yell at each other in there. They're like, it was, it was, it was Billy's fault. It was Dagny. <laughs> Dagny was irresponsible with this, and that's why we lost the test. So they throw each other under the bus, and then the following week they have to work together again, which is great because they're mad at each other. So anyway, so I love. Okay, I have a fondness for the female contestants of The Apprentice. Okay. Yeah, so all the only episode of The Apprentice I've ever seen mm -hmm. is the season finale when Joan Rivers wins. That's the only one I've I, seen. I don't mess with the celebrity ones. I'm talking the real ones. And then there's the UK version. And there's there it's still going. There's 17, 16 seasons of The Apprentice. And I have a story about that too. I watched all of them. <laughs> I watched all of the US ones. And I like study it. And the reason why I have a fondness for the female contestants is because when there's eight guys and eight girls, the guys all wear white button-down shirts and they're mostly white. So I can't tell them apart. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and they all have names like Billy, Joe, John, James, Tim. I'm I am like, right here. I'm, well, thank you. <laughs> William or whatever. And I'm like, well, they don't have hair like you. They all have the buzz cut. You know what I mean? Like they all have the, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The business, I'm a businessman cut. Mm -hmm. The women are in outfits and they have different hair. So I can tell those girls okay, apart. So you can root for them. Yeah. So I bond with them the first four weeks. It takes about four weeks for me to figure out who the guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like The Bachelor. Or sorry, The Bachelorette. You're like, uh, all of them look the same and they all exactly. wear the same suit. So Do you feel me, right? Yes, I get exactly what that is. On no. like competition reality shows or just reality shows. Uh a lot of times all the men look the same. It's because Drag Race has spoiled us. As soon as they show up in the first episode, you're like, I know who each of you are because yeah. you all... They have their own aesthetic. Well, they're I mean, also never been, all white. You're a comedian. Have you been to the comedy store? Hot take. I um, mean, geez. Okay, like these guys, they all wear the hoodie and the zip-up hoodie <laughs> and they all look, you know, unhappy. And they all stand around, walk in circles. It's just festering heterosexuality. It's just like, like spooling. And they're like, Aiden! And I'm like, guy like i don't know like i mean they all kind of look the same i mean and i'm like loud tall gaijin and with my fingers that go like this i'm loud and so i mean i um <laughs> i mean no i get the i yes i remember the first time i stayed after at the comedy store and like snuck into the main stage and sat in the back just to watch and i was like oh you just have the same comedian over and over again over and over and there's jamie kennedy but wasn't he on earlier i can't never mind I calm down in my parents basement so i'm single like oh come on <laughs> <laughs> that's a good impression of i um i wanted to ask okay. who who is who is the i don't know was trump the host of yeah, the american like one host? who's the british version of him who's on the lord british sugar lord sugar that version's better is he does things name? way different yeah he, he went from like a broke guy he, he like came from nothing like really came from nothing okay okay and he is the most successful businessman in the uk okay and so he is i love that guy you know he was like you bollocks you know he like yelled at people <laughs> i love them and in fact um i have like a like I have a big enough social media following that I can get interest from some people. Yeah. And so some of the contestants that I love on the UK version, I connected with them. <gasps> I have lunch with them and then they meet with me on Zoom and then I ask them about business that I respect. Okay. This one girl, Jackie Fast, she sold, okay, they had to write a children's <laughs> book in this one episode about, and it was like French, but like all the French was wrong. Oh no. But she made a presentation and she was like, we're going in for a big order. This is way she, way she talks. We're going in for a big order. We're we want 25,000 orders from like the Barnes and Nobles of UK. So she goes in and she gets it. And I'm like, this girl is amazing. And then she designs a shoe that was like, mm, I think whatever. And then she sell, I'm like, this woman's a salesperson. Oh, she she moved like to WeHo. shoe, but it's like it, very successful because she's just good at it. She's just sold it. Wow. And I did wow. research into her. She built her business from nothing and sold it for three million pounds in the UK. Oh my God. And so she moved to WeHo this year. And so I hit her up and I was like, and she works on sponsorships, which you know, I work on for my yeah. business. Like I, I, I produce comedy shows and I get sponsors for my comedy shows. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, I was like, would you be willing to meet with me to give me advice? Sure. I met her at Soho house. She did a layout for me on the, on the thing. She was there at the Holy special. Cow. Oh, she, she was her friends. We're like totally ah. friends. Jackie Fast. I'm, she's my heart. I'll <laughs> get her to listen to this episode, and then she can Wait. get us some sponsors. So Aiden... oh, no, no, she designed that shoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Aiden, you are not exaggerating when you say that 
your business skills came from The Apprentice. I am not, I literally, okay, I had such a hang up. I was like 26 when I started dabbling in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have a company where um, I, I train people to make bubbles at children's parties. I produce like <laughs> comedy shows on a, on a big scale. Yeah. Okay. I do the book sales and, mm-hmm. the, and the speaking things, the comedy, all of that. Yeah. All, and also I do political consulting during the, during the months. You know, oh, where wow. I get people, I organize people to go and collect signatures for causes. So that's like, nice. so how do you juggle all that? And like, I always had this hang up, like, I don't have a business degree. I don't know, you know, I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. And what I love about The Apprentice was all these people walk in, all 16 of them, they walk in and they're like super high achieving. They're like, you know, I'm the, I'm the top, I was rated the top 10 lawyer of New York Another person will come in and be like, I was the top salesperson in real estate. Another one will walk in and be like, I'm the top designer. You know what I mean? Top designer of, you know, web marketing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they look so impressive. And when the tasks come, you see how uneven they really friggin' are. Yeah. Oh. They, the ones who are like lawyers can't sell. The yeah. sellers can't do like litigation <laughs> you know what i mean like they can't yeah. do there's like all these people like certain skill sets and so it makes me feel like oh i don't have to be great at everything mm-hmm. i just have to be like figure out what what the needs are for each task and figure that out so it was super helpful to me i learned so i like literally can tell you like contestants who taught me what who taught me what this episode That's taught so me what cool. it, and it's like i learned i ran that rainbow pop I ran. Oh yeah, that was a comedy show we did in the before times, mm-hmm. the pre-COVID times. Pre-COVID, I ran the most successful LGBT show ever for four years at Laugh Factory Hollywood and Long Beach for four years in a row. How did I do that? Wow. I used a lot of the Apprentice techniques. <laughs> I did. There was this girl. Can I talk about this? Yeah, yeah talk about everything, please. It's your episode. <laughs> My favorite girl. She's the winner of season three. Her name is Kendra. Is this UK or US? The US. Okay. okay. Actually, Jackie's my favorite because she 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 kicks ass. She's but, also a um, friend. I she love I love Jackie. Friend. Oh my god, Jackie. We're meeting again. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> she likes my stuff on Instagram. Jackie. I love Jackie. Okay. <laughs> but like uh Kendra, I, I was Laugh Factory pulls stuff like this, and I can talk about this. Yeah. They'll call me like a week before I'm supposed to have my show, and they'll be like, if you don't have a hundred people in the audience, your show's canceled. They'll send out like oh, mass wow. emails, right? Yeah. I got one of those and I was like, crap, right? Mm-hmm. And just by happenstance, I was watching, re-re-watching The Apprentice again. <laughs> and there's an episode, I think it's season three, episode nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I honestly hope that is like word perfect. I hope that is the exact I think, episode. I think it is. I think season eight or nine, eight or nine. Um, anyway, that's the episode that Audrey got fired. <laughs> she a long time coming. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> she she was a mess. Okay, anyway. So this girl, I'm sorry, I'm loud. So this so this girl, they had to put together a circus mm-hmm. for the and what she did was she put on a circus and she went the, the way she won is she went to every children's business in the area where the circus was being held and said, we will market your business on our thing and do raffles and you do an email blast to your people and we'll give you a 20% discount. 
And oh, I was like, smart. so she monopolized the children's area. Yeah. And so many more customers than the other girl who didn't do anything. So I was Audrey. And so I was <laughs> sorry, Audrey. Just you didn't, you didn't Audrey. do much. You didn't do much. <laughs> uh, but I was watching this and I was like, okay, I have to sell a hundred tickets in a week. I guess I'm going to hit WeHo. Yeah. Do you want me to hold this? No, you're good. Uh, I'm just, I'm, your microphone stand. Thank you. I'm going to hit WeHo and hit up every gay business and run the same racket. So I went up and down gay bars. I went to bathhouses. <laughs> I'm serious. I went and I sold those hundred tickets. Hell yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, that's it. Like, and that's so I've kept that up for yeah. years. Um, another thing was, uh, what, 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 what happened? So another, another, uh, reason why I brought the drag queen in, right. Yes. Um, at the top of the show. So every show was hosted by a RuPaul's Drag Race drag queen. Oh, wow. Nice. Because in that same season, in the final task, they had to pick an artist they wanted to work with, right? Mm -hmm. And Kendra picked the artist that felt most engaged. Like, he was like, oh, like, I'll tap into my list to get people in. Yeah. And RuPaul's Drag Race queens, a lot of times they want to go more mainstream. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they can't break that. Laugh Factory is a great way for them to do that. So they'll tap their list and that helps me out. That helps them out. Everybody wins. Yeah. yeah. So I copied that tactic from Kendra again. And <laughs> Kendra's Kendra. amazing. I tried to message her on Instagram. She's ignoring me, but I hope she sees this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And also, speaking of uh, drag queens hosting Rainbow Pop, I did go. I don't remember if I was on the show or if I just was in the audience when you had Jasmine Masters host. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, famously, Jasmine Masters did stand up at the beginning of All Stars 4, and it was very bad. And I just want to go on the record that in person, she was very funny. Hilarious. It just it just didn't translate well. I swear, Jasmine, you're so good. <laughs> She's yeah, crazy. She's amazing. Yeah, Jasmine's yeah. And, and such a good person, too. Like, yeah. great to work with. We had Morgan McMichaels. We had Mayhem Miller. We had all these great, great people. I remember because there was one time Mayhem couldn't do it, but it was a last minute cancellation. And that's when I hosted. I don't know oh, if you right. I don't know if you remember this, but I <laughs> I got to the show. I got sat down at the Laugh Factory and I knew. You weren't upstairs, but I thought you were. You and Camille were upstairs. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm a comedian. I'm just going to go backstage. So I walked up the stairs and I go into the green room and Camille is on the phone with you. And she goes, I don't know, Aiden. I don't know. Oh, wait, Billy's here. Billy's, Billy can host. Billy can host. And then she moves on my, the, the phone. She goes, Billy, can you host? Um, and then 45 seconds later, I was on stage hosting that show. I remember that. Okay, so I, I'm a young widow. Okay, just so you guys know. So yeah. I wrote a book about how to be happy called The Art of Being Yay. Okay. <laughs> and um, so I, I was, I had just lost Michael three or four months before. Uh -huh. And I was running late because I was, I'll be honest, I was high off my gourd the day, the day before. <laughs> I was like, and I did not know what was up or down. Or all I was, I was not doing well. Yeah. I was having like panic attacks every other day. Yeah. Like, cause like you, you met Michael. Yeah. And you, did you meet Michael? I think maybe at a show. No. I don't. Uh, it might have been before you moved out here, honestly. Maybe. It might have been. Or right around when you moved. I've heard a, I've he heard was a lot like, of great things. The love of my. Were we not together all day? We were like Siamese. To, we were like, we would dress <laughs> together. Like, I mean, we, I mean, he was like an older white man. So it was kind of weird. But like, we kind of <laughs> like hung out. I mean, we did everything together. He was my love. Yeah. My love. Yeah. And he. Oh, when he died, man. Yeah. I remember that day. And I was mm -hmm. like, just throw Billy up. I think Camille was calling me. And yeah, I, that was the last time because I didn't know I was hosting. That was the last time I did comedy in flats. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. I don't have my high heels. I guess I'll go do it. That was a great show. The other thing, mom's in the audience. The other thing is that before I went upstairs, I went to the bathroom and I had my little vape pen and I took a little hit from it. Oh my gosh. And then I got upstairs and Camille was like, can you host? And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then I went and hosted. (laughs) So that was a mess, but it was a great show. such a great host, Billy. And Billy's hosting um, the next fundraiser that we put together. Yeah. Which is because because of the freaking thank you apprentice, we're having a (laughs) gifting suite beforehand and it's sponsored by Orange Theory Fitness. We got blow pace there. We got free mom hugs there giving out stuff. We got incentive solutions with their packaging. So there's a lot of gifts for people who come to, you know, and we're working with this wonderful organization. And yeah. It's great. That's October 9th. We'll talk about, we're going to plug it. We're going to plug it at the end of the show too. I'm going to plug this show like crazy. always fire. Because yeah, I know how yeah. to, because always at the end of The Apprentice, <laughs> the final challenge is to put together a event. Yeah. And I learn what works, what doesn't. They have to lead a team. I know how to lead a team. I like, I know. Yeah. I, I feel like I learned, oh, but I also like learned and then I trial and error through mm-hmm. and laugh. Okay. I'll be honest. <laughs> Bubble people. And comedians. I forget. So this is like the third time that you have told me about that you own the company that trains people how to do bubbles for children's mm-hmm. birthdays. And every time you tell me this, it's like I'm learning it for the first time. I'm always I like, think I knew this. Oh yeah, no, I knew this, but I always like immediately forget. And then you're like, Oh, by the way, I own a bubble business. And I'm like, That's right. I'm bubbly, you know. <laughs> but like those people, the people that I work with, like political consulting, the designer, they're not known for their business acumen, really. Yeah. Let's be honest. So there was a lot of room for error. So I could learn what I learned from The Apprentice, try to apply it. And to them, it's like, oh, my God, Aiden's doing amazing, but I'm just applying a few things. I'm just not <laughs> going off on random people and yelling at people and saying, I quit and like going off emotionally. So like for them, it's like ace. Right. Yeah. So so I so I, I was so happy that I got to try that. And I yeah. love business. I'm a big I love business. Yeah, it's my big passion. I am. Um, I wanted to, to ask about The Apprentice because I was thinking about this way back. Um, did the American version stop doing regular seasons eventually and only do Celebrity Apprentice? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that's not you're not your back. Like whatever. Are you, you not know? a fan of Celebrity Apprentice? I watch it, but like, <laughs> but like I don't know. It's like whatever. Like they're already th- successful in th- th- some whatever. capacity. They're good. Yeah, they're good. It's just uh, the the real version is like where I I can learn. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's I where, learning. Yeah. I love learning. Because <laughs> I just, I know the Joan Rivers season, and then I know the famous edited, pr- overproduced fight between Meatloaf and Gary Busey. Well, okay, here's the thing. Which is just good reality TV. Annie, Annie Duke should have won. Annie Duke should have won. Anna Duke should have beat Joan Rivers. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, the, so okay, we've got a question so from Benny. You want to read it, Doug? So, yes. Do you think most, I, this is going to be for you, Aiden. Um, do you think most politicos know how to use social media or do you find you really, in all caps, uh, hmm. need to handhold political peeps in the world of social? What do you, I, I know nothing about politics. <laughs> I, I really like, don't. I but like don't. so these organizations you do like um oh, politicos. What do you mean politicos? Just like, like people who work in politics or work in, in Oh, credit. oh, I know nothing about politics. So this I'll tell you what. We don't use social media. This is what we do. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you you mean for as far as political consulting. Yeah. This is what I do as far as political consulting. I they hire us like Uber will put like 40 million dollars into we need this bill passed. Go. We'll give you $5 mm. a signature, right? 
and then I will hire you and give you four fifty. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I'll get fifty cents for every signature you get. So yeah. it, I don't need to know anything about politics. It's essentially a sales job, you know? So nice. for them, their they, their social media thing, like they have their own thing. All I do is I get the contracts and I hire people and I make sure people feel valued. I make sure people are treated well. And you go and sell this, bring it back, and I turn it in. That's essentially what it is. Does that answer cool. your question? Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, oh, I was, what did I want to ask about? What, so, so do you feel, yeah, you know what? We were talking about hot takes and not getting canceled. Do you feel like the legacy of the Prentice has been sullied, has been tarnished by? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like I'm not one of these people. Okay. Like I'm to not get too political, but yeah. yes, I'm yeah. not a big fan of him, <laughs> but if people, From watching The Apprentice. <laughs> I know what he's going to react to. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we weren't doing ourselves any favors. Mm -hmm. Because he's all about, like, liter literally, like, if you are not loyal, you're fired. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, the entire, the, the, the way to get fired from The Apprentice <laughs> is to, if you're on a team, and they go, how do you think you did, Billy? And you go, I think we lost before the winner or loser is announced. If you show disloyalty to your team, you're out, fired, for sure, 100%. You never do that on The Apprentice. And so I'm watching these things go down, and I'm like, and he's very reactive. Yeah. And yeah. he should be not so reactive. Of course, he's the president, please. <laughs> so I'm not saying that. But knowing that he's crazy... Knowing that he's reactive, let's not inflame him because it's just going to cause more of a problem. So we can't control what this man does, obviously. So let's make sure our strategy is correct. And if we do a little bit of research, I kind of feel like we could have worked with him a little bit better, even if he was absolutely crazy. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, uh, here's a hot theory that I heard. And I, this is, well, here we go. Here, we're jumping in. Um, I heard a theory that he wanted a raise for being the host of The Apprentice. And so he went to NBC and he was like, give me a raise to host this show. And NBC was like, no, also, you're probably only going to do it for two more seasons. And so he announced he was running as president as a negotiation tactic with NBC and then was shocked that he got popular. That at the very beginning, his announcement press conference was just a gimmick so that he could go to NBC and be like, fine, I'm leaving the show and I'm going to run for president. And NBC went, do it. <laughs> they didn't fall no. for it. But like it was all just because he wanted more money from NBC. I feel like from watching the show, I understand Trump. Okay. He hates losing. Yeah. No matter what. It does not matter. He hates losing. Mm -hmm. And he hates disloyalty. <laughs> He will do whatever it takes to win. And if somebody yeah. feels a little disloyal, they're out. Huh. Yeah. You can't disagree with them. Yeah. So that man is insane. <laughs> but he, whatever he does, he he's like in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. So he, he won't lose. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Oh, I think we saw that at, at 2 a.m. on election night. <laughs> it's like crazy. Okay, anyway, but like, I mean, but. The, if we're looking at, this is the Poptimus podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo I look at someone like that. And I'm even, okay, I try to look for the positive in everyone. Yeah. Even Trump. Same. What are, the, what are the positive aspects of Trump? I think there is something to be said for 
remaining loyal to your team as long as it doesn't cross your personal values stick to your team yeah and follow through on your commitment mm -hmm. and the people who tend to win i do think that the people are the people like okay so say and i find this infuriating mm -hmm. i do a lot of team projects right like yeah. i'll, I'll yeah. co-produce a show and there will be seven different people yeah all of them are ready to go well that wasn't my department and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is, I'm sorry. If we lose, I lose. Yeah. yeah. And so I, here's, a, here's an example. I love, <laughs> she's, a, she's my second favorite contestant. Stephanie from season six, the winner. The guy who was, uh, who, 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 who wasn't she in the final two with her was like, I did this, I did this. I'm the director, I'm the director. And, Stephanie said, and Trump was like, why should I hire you? Best answer. She goes, he's the director. I'm the producer. <laughs> he can only direct. So I let him direct because he has to direct in order for the team to be functional. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I lean back and I check out where there are holes and I make sure to fill the holes as needed. So the entire project moves forward. Yeah. And I thought, what a way to live life, actually. Yeah. What a way to live life. Yeah. Because I look at Michael, I'm sorry, Michael's dead, but you know, he ain't perfect. So I look at Michael, <laughs> I, I started looking at him in that way. Yeah. Not perfect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a little lazy, sometimes a little, I know everything, whatever. So I look Hot at, takes. But we are a unit. Michael and I are a unit. Yeah. Right? So can I change him? I'll talk to him a few times. Mm -hmm. Will he change? If he doesn't change, now I have a choice. Do I fill in the gaps that Michael has mm -hmm. for me so that we can as a unit function or do I continue to blame him or do I leave the situation? Those are my options. Fill yeah. in the gaps, stay where you're unhappy or leave. That's so, it. So in a way, The Apprentice made you a better businessman, but also made you a better partner. It totally did. It totally <laughs> did. Everything I do, everything I do that matters, advice. everything mm -hmm. I do, Billy, if we're on... This is why I have so many friends. If we're, I'm serious. Yeah. If we're on a if we're on a tour mm -hmm. and we're going somewhere, I don't see us as you and me. Yeah, we are a unit. Yes. Yeah. If I notice that something really matters to you, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna make sure to try to provide like a, a, do my best so that we can provide an environment where everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what I have a hard time with also i did landmark landmark is this like personal responsibility empowerment thing and i really you don't get into that so <laughs> i love that so if there's seven of us on a team mm -hmm. i want to make sure my goal is for the team to win yeah and the people who win on the apprentice are the ones who take that attitude there's other people who are like i want to make sure i shine and be ready to throw those people under the bus yeah but the correct attitude really is if we're doing this podcast together, Vinny, Xavier, you know, Dagny and Billy mm -hmm. and Aiden, we're all on this. Mm -hmm. We need this to be a unit, right? Yeah. You can't just be all be like, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that's a really important lesson to learn as far as teamwork. Yeah. That's but really for cool. Life. For yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm getting good advice here from Aiden. Right. Aiden, this is this is it. the I'm Aiden Park it. advice hour. I'm living for it. I, I am a life coach. I, I am I'm a I'm a certified master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming. And I do emotional <laughs> I do, I do, I do emotional healing. 
uh, I have the I have the same degree, or uh, I out degree Tony Robbins. Okay, I actually do. Like as far as like, <laughs> I out degree Tony Robbins. <laughs> whatever they they wanted to give him like okay, so he wanted to be a practitioner, mm-hmm. and he was like, I want to help that person kick cigarette habits, and they were like, You can't. You need to be a practitioner first. He was like, Fuck you, and so he went and started his thing alone. Oh. That, so he was a rebel, but he has mm-hmm. all the same technical yeah, yeah, training. Yeah. Yeah. Just like your old boss, Dagny. That's a joke. Ha <laughs> mm, Who? Oh, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, I hope someday to be, to run my own business. I would love to not answer to people. <laughs> Are I you... mean, I would love to answer like to a unit, but if I could be like the producer or the, just the person that's running it, it'd be so nice. Well, do you, do you want, do you want to, do you want my thoughts on that? Because it's, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell me what I should do. I love this. <laughs> It's about identifying for each person what it is that really matters to you emotionally, right? Because here's the other thing I learned, some from The Apprentice and some from life and some from losing my husband. Mm -hmm. When I lost my husband, I was like, at first I would just fall apart. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's about an emotional experience, Mm -hmm. right? So I'd stop myself and be like, what is it about Michael that I miss that I feel like I'm being kept apart from? Yeah. Sometimes it would be safety. Sometimes it would be comfort. Sometimes it would be whatever that emotional tone is. Yeah. So my goal was to give myself that emotional tone mm-hmm. as to meet my own needs without Michael because I can't bring Michael back from the dead. Yeah. And it helped my healing a lot. Yeah. As far as businesses, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, you would like to start your own business. And a lot of people go, oh, I like computers. I'll go run off computer. I think the way to start business is like, what is it that matters? To me, what matters is these are my top values. Freedom, spirit, welcoming, and clarity. That's what I like in my life. If I don't have those things, and so my comedy, my book, everything is built around making sure that those values are inspired in others. That is okay. where my business yeah. foundations are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, Dagny, were to look in uh-huh. and do a values assessment, what is it? Is it peace, calm? There's people who love peace, calm organization. Great. Be an organizer mm-hmm. as to, with the purpose of spreading those emotional tones, inspiring that in others, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you're passionate. Yeah. And you'll want to keep doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it's since you're passionate, it won't feel like work. Yeah. You know? Hmm. That's really good advice. I know. I do this. I do this. <laughs> oh, we missed uh, one comment, but Sadia yeah. said, uh, uh, true, more people in politics should have watched The Apprentice. Yeah. That's what you heard. We're honestly here on Popmas today. But you know is... what? Here, let me tell you something about that, Sadie. Hi, Sadia. how are you? Oh, Sadia. That, that, Sadia, I'm sorry. I, that sounded, uh, actually, that's not what I meant. Sadia, <laughs> Sadia, people get a payoff from inflaming. Yes. So CNN and CNBC or whatever w- can inflame the president and they'll get more likes yeah. or, and they'll get more retweets by saying something derogatory, which is going to piss them off. At the end of the day, it's, it's not good for any of us. It's just but, clickbait. But they get ratings, yep. they get the likes, and they get the hearts. Yep. And so what are we going after here? Are we going to go after the the likes and retweets, or are we going to go after actually figuring out a solution? And that's what the, the, the hunt right now is likes and retweets. This just happened this week because we've got a new James Bond movie coming out. 
Um, I'm very excited. Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie. Oh, I love him. So uh, he uh, had an interview where someone asked if if the next James Bond should be a woman. And he said, he said, it's basically he said, um, it's insane that there isn't a role for women that's as cool as James Bond. Like, it's insane. He's like, I don't think we need to make James Bond a woman, but we should have roles like that for women. We should yeah. definitely have existed. And it was a good point about, like, no, the reason people are even at saying we should have a female James Bond is because we don't write enough of, like, movies for women in roles like that. And the headline that I think Newsweek or New York Post said was, Daniel Craig says James Bond should never be a woman. And it's like, no, no he didn't. No. <laughs> he did not say that. Then you have to click it and go and read the interview. And you're like, oh, no, he didn't say that. But they know that well, that right. headline would make people mad. And then they would click on the article yeah. and then they get ad revenue from it. It's all just rage inducing, which is honestly how Poptimist started. Because I, um, uh, especially growing up uh, like in high school at the late 2000s and like the early teens, the the whole like internet culture of like picking apart popular movies or nitpicking on shows or like like I hate the like 93, like 93 things wrong with the latest Star Wars movie. And it's like, I don't want to hear what's wrong about it. I wanted to hear what you liked about it, yeah. which is how Poptimist came to be. That was the whole point. But yeah, there's it's a there's a focus on negativity because the rage clicks generate revenue. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the big problem. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, I'm kind of running into some of that because okay like the art of being yay is a book about finding and you know my my thing is this in order for you to do anything that's worthwhile start a business start a relationship anything you have to look within and figure out who you are what you are mm -hmm. what is important to you, you must mm -hmm. if you do not things can get wonky because yeah. you'll just get that thing because you think that'll get you the thing that you want but you don't even know what you want right yeah so the reason why it's much easier to blame out rather than reflect in. Yes. And as somebody who does the coaching and stuff, I get a, mo a lot of people who are in the position of deflect. They, they like the world problem is that mm. or that mm -hmm. or that or that. No, you've got to look within and identify what you want and work within the landscape that we currently have to make your life wonderful regardless. Honestly, look, Trump got elected and Biden got... I did not vote for Trump, okay? <laughs> Just so everybody's clear, I did not vote for Trump. But I was ready. I was like, you know what it is? Whoever gets in, I'm not going to let my life quality be affected by who the president is. Yeah. I'm going to get the new map mm -hmm. and figure out how to work the system so that I can have a fulfilling experience regardless. Yeah. So when he got in, I was like, all right, what do I do? <laughs> all right. Might be good for business. I opened a corporation as mm -hmm. to do that and give myself more write-offs that he would open door. So like, you got to look, you really do have to look at system. as a poptimist, <laughs> look at, yes, it's a shitty situation, mm -hmm. but you got to be able to figure out where the optimistic point is, lean into that. Cause no matter how much you scream and yell and throw stuff at the TV, the president is going to be the president for the four years, unless we get him impeached, but you have no control over that either. Yeah. Right? We so, did do that twice, by the way. That happened two times. Let's yeah. not forget, never before happened in American history. Twice. All right. Well, what a dumbass. I'm just saying, there is so little you have control over. Yeah. You have control over your experience. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh well, now okay. Here's the here's the ridiculous transition. What do you think about Schwarzenegger? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he only did one season, right? They canceled the show. I don't know. I, I tried to watch it, and I'm just like, ugh, like I don't know. Celebrity versions. I'm like, whatever. Watch yeah. the UK version. That guy's Trump. Trump is also easily fooled. Here, okay. <laughs> this is something I will say. Trump. <laughs> Trump is easily fooled. Uh-huh. Trump. If you are on a team, if if say say the five of us were on our team, mm-hmm. right? We lead the task. Basically, we're like, ah, oh, like Billy and I basically had the idea of everything. Vinny helped, okay. right, yeah. or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you will sit there and go naysay. Mm-hmm. You'll naysay us. Be like, hey, like you know, you guys, maybe you shouldn't do that. Basically, this person, not, not da- really. No, really, Dagny. Just but- Dagny for real. <laughs> Dagny's watching her ass. Like, Dagny is, like, looking out for herself in case she gets pulled into the boardroom. She'll be like, I didn't, I, 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 you know, I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dagny and Vinny will survive the boardroom. One of us will get fired. Because mm. we took the responsibility of yeah. leading the task. That's, I think really bad practice because people who take responsibility for whatever the task is should be honored for that. And if it doesn't go well, yeah. it doesn't go well. You sit there and you naysay all day and they get, they slide by. Right. And Vinny, yeah. uh, there's, there's people like, let's just say like Vinny was like a worker bee, like did what was told you two will slide by. Yeah. One of us will get fired in the UK version. You, they call it hiding in the long grass. Yeah. If you hide in the long grass, you're out. Oh. You don't take any personal, you'd be out so fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan. If I'm a, if I'm working as a team, I'm not a big fan of people who hide in the long grass. And you know, Vinny, you, you seem like you have a lot of experience. There's, you were executive producer. There's always people who hide in the long grass, isn't there? And they abdicate responsibility. It's always that person's fault, but that person took a risk to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, and Trump, <laughs> yes, yeah. and Trump is easily fooled. If you're loyal to him, you can hide in the long grass and not do much and slide by forever. We don't need to talk about Rudy Giuliani on this show. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think he hides on the long grass. Actually, I think he makes a lot of. I think he. Bangs a lot of pans together and I, I, I makes don't, a lot of noise. I don't I don't like Rudy Giuliani, certainly. <laughs> I'm not a fan. But I will say, as a poptimist, he's committed to what he says. He believes in it. He goes, that's it. You know what I mean? There is no moving that man and he is committed. Now, he's good at the show. I know, right? <laughs> this is fantastic. As a gay man who's trying to date, mm-hmm. I find it in infuriating <laughs> these boys <laughs> don't know what they want they they don't know they have no idea what they want yeah me wishy-washy mm-hmm. i can't stand it mm-hmm. where are you where I'm, I'm i'm very not like that that's why where are you hunting where are you hunting oh, i say hunting isn't that terrible where are you looking for I'm not hunting anymore <laughs> I, went a, I went on a few facebook dates and i'm like I told some. Okay, I'm a bottom. I'm a big bottom. Can I talk about this? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a, I'm a big bottom. Mostly because Dagny's not prepared for it. So yes. Boys in the straight community too. Thank you, Sadie. Look, listen. 
I'm a bottom. I know I'm a bottom. All right, good. So I go on a date and I talk to this guy and I'm trying to be polite. And he goes, uh, I'm a verse bottom or something. And I said, <laughs> I said, what's wrong with this? I said, oh, uh, okay. Well, if you're a verse bottom, then probably like we should be friends. Um, not, and, and, you know, like, but like if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody, I, I should be in a relationship with the top. I'm not depriving. I'm not in the business of depriving people of what they want. Yeah. You don't have to change. And he goes, I could have, I could have, I could have screwed you. I could have screwed. He said harsher word. Yeah. He's like, I could have screwed you real good. You lost on a really fun time. And I'm like, it still wouldn't have worked out as a relationship because you would have wanted to bottom. I'm a monogamy guy. Yeah. I know I'm a monogamy guy. I know I'm a bottom. <laughs> so if I'm monogamous, I'm not going to take another bottom and try to make him monogamous with me because that is not his needs. You have to be considerate of that. And what I'm saying is just tapping me on the this, shoulder. Like, just like, how dare you? <laughs> this comes, this comes down to again, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you have to consider the best interest of everybody involved. Is it really in the best interest of that man to be in a monogamous relationship with another bottom? Is no. it? No, not at all. Not at all. No. Hot, hot gay takes on Poptimus yeah, today. If you're take. considering going and people want what they want, so they'll tell you, but you have to be aware. Mm -hmm. It's not in his best interest to, it would cause problems. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. So everything is a business. Look, you have to look at it that way. You have to look at I could marry you, Dagny. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I would love that. Is it in my best interest? No, not at all. You know what I mean? Well, we would have fun. We would. We would have lots of giggles. <laughs> I mean, you know, laughing at each other's privates. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? I feel like that is personal responsibility. Yeah. You When you engage with anyone, you have to take the responsibility of doing what is in the best interest of all parties involved, being super honest and knowing yourself. And I'm a big proponent of that. I'm like all about, I'm sorry. I know this sounds like, like ah, speech, but like, I really... <laughs> I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's great. And that's why you're successful because you're passionate about the things that you work on and that goes into relationships. And that's why you I mean, I'd like to be more like successful, successful, but I know I get that. I mean, same, yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a, a book. So yeah, you did that. That's pretty fucking cool. This and I also don't have a forward by Margaret Cho. I'm just making mm -hmm. dumb jokes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, uh, it's a bestseller. Thank you. <laughs> well, yes. Danny, what do this you think? You, uh, yeah, we'll transition in a bit. Let's oh, okay. I want to plug yes. something up. Well, no, no, we'll get to that. Okay, we're going to get to that. I was gonna, since we're already on your book, we'll, before we play our game and wrap up the show and see if anybody has questions. Um, do you want to just go ahead and plug anything that you have? Oh, okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's do this. Plug all the stuff. Uh, come. What I would love is for everybody to just come to AidenPark.com or the art of the art of being yay.com, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can sign up for my mailing list. Every Friday, I send a fun newsletter that's like uplifting, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's like fun, inspiring. An email? An, an email, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like, you know, free offers and they're not like spammy, like things that actually that helpful, you know? <laughs> yes. um, and so- I would love to stay connected with whoever liked this episode. Just join my mailing list and let's be friends on there. Yeah. And I've got uh, 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 on my Instagram, if you go back to like the release, you can see The Art of Being Yay. It's a great book. It's in my living room. It's so good. Mm -hmm. um, and then yet again, uh, uh, Aiden's show on October 9th that I am hosting, hosted by Billy McCartney. What is mm -hmm. the name of the show? Straight-ish Talk. That's right. Straight-ish Talk. Uh, because there's like one straight person on the show. 
and her name's Camille. And I so haven't. There's two. Oh, that's too many. That's guy. too many. Yeah. <laughs> and Tuesday Thomas, when I booked her, I thought she was a straight woman, but she came out as trans. Did you know this? No. Yeah. Did I? Oh. Tuesday Thomas is trans. I Did I know this? That. We talked to her the other day. I love Tuesday. I've wow. seen her she, perform so she, many times. She's very funny. She came out as trans. So yeah. live your best life, you know. What an icon. Yeah. It's going to be a great show. So October 9th, North Hollywood, if you're in the Los Angeles area, um, you can get tickets on my Instagram. You can get tickets on Aiden's Instagram. It's going to be an amazing night. Yeah. Um, let's just play this game real quick. I think we might just both stay in the room. But... Uh, well, because I don't know how I can get far enough away from this room to not hear Aiden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you would have to go up two flights of stairs. Um... No, I can leave. I can do this. I'll make it work. So so we like to end Poptimist with a game that we call What a Pitch. And what a pitch is where Aiden will uh, give us a prompt, like a movie, a TV, like something you want to see. Mm -hmm. It can be any form of media and any genre. And then we'll have 30 seconds to pitch you our project. So <laughs> I know Aiden's like, I'm not prepared for any of this. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, if you could, like, if you want to make it like a movie, a TV show, a video game, a concept album, and then like a horror or action or com whatever you want. Yeah. Does it make a little sense? Yeah. Yeah, so you just, yeah, basically you give us a prompt and we have to pitch you a project and then you pick a winner. We're running a little late. Let's just both stay here. No, and oh, we'll do like real quick. Okay. It'll be okay. like The Apprentice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a business reality show. A business reality yeah. show. Um, Whose turn is it to go first? Who cares? I was looking at you. You were looking yeah. at me. I was hoping that you would take it. I know, I know you were. You're trying to delay. Uh, a business reality show. Okay. Give me like two seconds to think. Um, One, two. <laughs> do you have one you go i need to think a business reality show yeah look my boyfriend is really into um uh hell's kitchen and he just recently re he didn't know about bar rescue and i'm showing him bar rescue and then yeah. we we're talking about tabitha's salon takeover which is amazing our our cousin jen white used to produce tabitha's salon takeover yeah. and honestly jen bring it back uh where is tabitha how is she doing so we've got restaurants We've got bars. We've got hair salons. Why not a version that is just exclusively gay bars? Because what we love are the drama. We love all of the screaming. We love all the yelling. So we have a gay bar expert come in. I'm thinking it's the Boulay brothers in full drag, the hosts of Dragula. So the Boulay brothers come in in full drag. They go to failing gay bars all around the country, and they revitalize them through tough love. Uh, 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 and they're there for five days. It's very much just following the formula of Hell's Kitchen. Um, but it's gay as hell, which honestly just makes everything better. Okay, I think I have mine. It's yeah, of course you do. <laughs> it's, it's different than yours. Uh, can you imagine? I just pitch what you just said. Um, <laughs> uh, so, oh, Sadie was a big fan of yours, Billy. Nice. Um, because I watched the documentary Lula Rich recently about a pyramid scheme, uh, I would love to watch a business reality show where some someone has to fix a pyramid scheme to make it a morally correct company so if they went in with like um is new not nutrisystem that's not uh are we are we are we doing hot takes in the show like herbalife a, like a herbalife yeah you have to go into herbalife and get rid of the whole con beach body thanks Bria. <laughs> thanks Bri. um so like beach, beach body yeah but anyway yeah herbalife i know a little bit more about so you have to recruit people to get money and that's how the you get the most money is by recruiting not not by selling i think somebody on a business reality tv show would have to come in and make it to where they're making their profits solely from the products that they're selling and how to change the whole branding of the company to where you don't have to recruit people and you can get rid of the whole morally corrupt version of the pyramid scheme. Uh, I think that might be impossible, but I would love to I see mean, people try. I mean, 
yeah how to improve a product to make it a, I, it just a can't be market company. it just can't be multi-level marketing anymore yeah. i have a i have a so i'm uh i got a random I, I got a random text message about a job interview tomorrow that i agreed to before i researched the company and the company is full on a multi-level marketing scheme and i yeah. have to actually cancel that There's interview because so i haven't done it nowadays yet. that it would it's, be fascinating if someone could change that um but aiden I, those were very different and i don't know if either I think personally, I think Billy's would be more fun to watch. Um, but you do have to pick a winner. Which show would you rather watch? I mean, yeah, if you can get them to agree that they are actually a scheme. Right? Yeah, there I'm. Have to I'm be lawsuits. To I'm get imagining them on the show. Dagny that they have to be sued, and after they're sued, there's like you have to go on this Amazon Prime series that we launched. Because um, I'm imagining it like on like a like a streaming service, like not on TV, like a like an mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. We're going to come in and it's more like a documentary and a true crime series yeah. <laughs> where they're trying to make it better because that's... They also have to look in like if there's cult aspects of this <laughs> company as well. Like you really are going to have to pick it apart. Um, Aiden, who wins? You have. You win. <gasps> yeah, I think I mean, <gasps> mine would be fun, but I, I was compelled by yours the second you started talking. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I mean, I think it's just because we love pyramid schemes yeah and true crime but okay, okay like i actually think some pyramid schemes are like that's that's the problem is some, some multi-level marketing yeah. schemes they're they're selling an actual product and so it works and that's yeah. is, last week we talked about lula rich the documentary the, is that the tights the leggings yes, the yes. Leggings. what happened so basically the first <laughs> year they were in business it was a good product and then they started making money not by selling the leggings, but by recruiting, recruiting other people to sell. And those people had to buy into the company. They had to buy their own leggings to resell. But then the quality of the clothes for I would you should just watch the documentary. Everybody listening you should watch the documentary. I don't want to spoil too much because it's fun to watch. But uh, but the quality of the actual product went down significantly. So people weren't even able to sell that. The only way you could possibly make money at that point was by recruiting. And the lowest buy-in cost is five thousand dollars. So you'd have to give LuLaRoe $5,000. They would send you a bunch of leggings. And then if the leggings had holes in them or were moldy, they wouldn't honor a refund. Wow. Yeah. Moldy? Oh, yeah. They left oh, them out in the gotta, sun and they got rained on. <laughs> you wow. got to watch the documentary. It's very quick. It's four episodes that are like 45 minutes long each. You, It's worth checking out. Fabulous. Are they still around? Uh, yes. yes. So you and I, honestly, Aiden and I are launching our LuLaRoe campaign today. <laughs> you can buy leggings from us uh, right now. Oh, my yes. God. Um, uh, yes, yes, pyramid schemes are illegal, but multi-level marketing schemes are not technically. Yeah. That's and from Bree. Yes, you can look up. Yeah, thank you, Bree, for clarifying. Uh, I think that so you my have to like prove be... a multi-level marketing scheme is a pyramid scheme in order to do any real legal yeah. action, yeah. and so they they do a really good job of being like, no, we're a legitimate business. How do you know it? what's the difference? They get into it in the documentary, but I believe. Uh... It's basically if it's a multi-level scheme, they're selling a product, and if it's a pyramid scheme, it's all it's all about getting people to buy in as Underneath like a recruiting you. tool, more cult-like. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just sure. saying my show would be fascinating. Um, I think it'd be a good watch. You don't have to let get, get to people Vinny who agree. Yeah. Would watch. Yeah, I mean, we'd watch. You know, we'd watch it, but like. Oh, and Sadie if I was a producer, watch. I'd make his show because it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. Like how are we going to find people to do your show? Uh, yeah, I can only think of. I mean, I'm sure there are pyramid schemes that aren't as mainstream that we could probably, and then they would maybe benefit from, from it from a at consumer the, end. Let me. I, yeah, yeah, I was just saying. At by the end, if you're making it to where their product is viable and they're no longer a morally corrupt company, 
I think they would also benefit because people would be on board and be like, oh, we know this company is good. It's considered maybe a small business at this point. We can support them. So I think everybody wins in the end. That's very optimistic of you, Dagny. Very optimistic. (laughs) I actually think from from a consumer end, watcher, I'd want to watch your show. But I think if I were producing it, I'd have to go with his show because I think that would be too hard. Who knew we were a business podcast? Look at us giving advice. I mean, mean Aiden. Honestly, I feel like I have to restructure our whole business model (laughs) this afternoon. Like I have to go redo everything right now. Um, Um, So before, as we wrap up the show, I want to ask, is um, uh, uh, The Apprentice UK is still doing new episodes? It's still happening? Uh, It was up until like a year ago or whatever. Mm. They get COVID Uh, shut down. They might come back. Yeah. I hope so. That's a really great, it's a really great study. Yeah. So, I do want to say, Aiden, uh, Vinny mentioned um, a host for the, it would be hard to find a good personality for a host for the Pyramid Scheme show. I think, Aiden, if I produced I, I it, could, I think you would be my host. I could do it. And who's your it. Who's your Instagram friend from The Apprentice? Jackie, Jackie Fast. <laughs> it's Jackie Fast and Aiden Park go and break up Pyramid Schemes. We're yeah, going to make a million dollars. We're going to sell this to a bunch of networks. All right. My well, crush. Well, uh, Jackie Fast. I need to go look her up. I'm now I'm She's my woman curious. crush. She's amazing. <laughs> she I sat with her and I gave her like a list of things I wanted to do with sponsors and I love her. She's like, "No. No. 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 Yes. No. No. No, don't do that. No." And I'm like, "Oh my god, she's amazing." Oh my god, I love that cuz I'm so indecisive on on everything. I'll tell you all about it. She'll tell you. She'll 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 shut you down. She'll she's shut a, you down? she's like, "I'm a Leo." No. And I'm like, "Oh my god." um okay well we did run a little over but i hope everybody was okay with that oh no we we're Um, going till 130 we have all the way till 130 is the window we're good oh yeah so we're we're on time we're crushing it wonderful yeah well i feel like we are coming to the end but if you have any last thoughts about the apprentice i feel like it doesn't need a plug and if anybody else in the audience wants to hop in and leave a comment or just say hi this is your opportunity um also do you need business advice i'll give it to you (laughs) i'll give you business advice i will i'm really good at it um, I I'll, do. I'll fix your life. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, that's what I do. I people pay me two hundred twenty-five dollars an hour. Hell yeah! Holy cow! Oh, I need great. a. So here's my resume, and I need. Yeah. Um, um, I do want to say, uh, Aiden. I don't think that was cancel culture. I was a little more scared. I think that was a honestly perfect optimist. Um, to- topic. Incredible topic. Yeah, great job. This is what we ask for. So anybody watching or listening, if you ever want to be a guest, uh, what we look for is something that maybe people don't think is great or for some reason doesn't have a good following uh anything that isn't considered mainstream wonderful that everybody loves like hamilton for example i can't think of too many people that are like the it's shitty um but like that's the things we want to talk about is maybe something that's widely not liked or considered good or for some reason has a tainted reputation you know what um and yeah it was perfect you brought in a great topic i'll say this this was what was really inspir- this and this is good for everyone. Mm-hmm. In season two, the second runner-up was Sandy, and she <laughs> only has a high school degree, and she did so well. In season six, the second runner-up was Ala, and she worked her way up from being a stripper. Okay, Hell yeah. she she was an immigrant stripper, and she owns like all these like I mean it's it's just like there's people who. Don't have the credentials, you know, mm-hmm. traditional training. And I find it so inspirational to see those people who can hack it, hack it way better than those other ones because they're not specialized. They they are like, and this is what, what's her, what's her face said? You know, the, the Devil Wears Prada, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Miranda yeah. Priestley? Miranda or you Priestley? mean the real one? The real one. Anna Wintour. Anna yeah. Wintour. Anna Wintour said, 
you got to be a jack of everything if you want to be a CEO, mm, right? Okay. And those people are a jack of everything. You don't have to be great at everything. You just have to know a little bit of everything. So anyway, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there because I find that so inspirational yeah. as yeah. like a non-educated entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. yeah. No. Anybody can do it if you just with the right passion and hard work. I do want to say real quick about The Apprentice. You haven't mentioned any men. Were there, Are there more women winners or female winners? No. Oh, okay, I was about. I, I just can't tell them apart. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm serious. I can't. I cannot tell them apart. Oh, speaking... I do love that. That at least three women you've mentioned won the show. Or yeah, they so did really well. there were there were seven seasons mm-hmm. and three women winners and four guy winners. Mm-hmm. I, that, can hand, um, I can take that. That's like so. My boyfriend was rewatching Hell's Kitchen in the lockdown. Yeah. And I started to be fascinated when these male contestants would come in and would come at Gordon Ramsay with like some really masculine energy or like some casual sexism because they think that's where his power comes from. And it's not because on Hell's Kitchen, there's been more women chefs that have won Hell's Kitchen than men chefs by a lot. And you can tell when the other chefs come in sexist and they think that's like what Gordon's going to like, he completely shuts down. It's really interesting to watch in hindsight where you're like, oh, he's just aggressive and loud, but like. He's not here for your sexist nonsense. So that's kind of cool. That's that's one of the shows where they compete men versus women as if that's important. They do men and women's team, which I am over. I'm like, please don't do that anymore. Reality shows. Yeah, I, feel I like do think that, that big thing he's a little Trump was, if you want a, a sexist, sexist rundown here in season one, uh, it was men versus women and women won the first four tasks. So oh, wow. by by the time there were 12 left, there was four men and eight women. Then Trump fired seven women in a he mixed up the team so the women couldn't hide and then he fired seven women in a row oh, and wow. so the final five was four guys one girl and i was like that's interesting huh. you know and it was like and i do think that women have to i'm sorry maybe this sounds i'm sorry women have to work harder i think generally oh yeah yeah because and this happened in the uk too in the uk women win more mm-hmm. um men kind of come in with the gravitas kind of like they're like i've got this i'm doing this that they come in with a loud you know yeah but women when they do that they get negative um pushback yes, yes. and so what they have to do then is really work <laughs> yeah. and so at the end of the day they're better producers yeah as far as what they have to provide exactly. um as, in general yeah uh, and I, so I think, yeah, I think that a lot of men can hide behind the, the, bro, the, the gravitas, the, the, the masculinity, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fist pounding. Yeah. We've seen <laughs> that a few times. I think more women win the UK apprentice versus the American version. Good question. I, I think I'll be honest. I do think that there is a, uh, I think that Trump doesn't like working with women as much as men. I'll be honest. I, I really, I really, I really don't think that because if you look at the contestants that he chooses for The Apprentice, like he'll pick women, but they'll all be like, they're like, you know, venture capitalists or business owners, but they'll be all hot, like really hot, no. really good looking girls X models like in season two there was like eight of them right Mm -hmm. and like six of them were X models oh but they were also like high they were also great yeah but also X models whereas guys don't have to do that 
So then it's like, okay, like you know what I mean? A, put on a button up and look good. For, yeah. As far as business. And, and I also want to say, Aiden, um, um, a hot take about Donald Trump being sexist is not controversial. I think right. that's pretty well established. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but uh, which is not, and I do think that like, I, I think this is what happened. I think the producer sat down and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like so blind that I'm not like, you know, oh, everything's perfect. But like, I think they were like, okay, season one, a guy won season two, a guy won. And then season three, I think the producer said that we have to let a woman win and we're going to lose the demographic oh. season four, a guy won season five, a guy won. I think they sat down again and said, you have to pick a woman this time or we're going to lose a demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in the UK, in the UK, this is also what's different about the UK. Um, after a few seasons, they got in trouble. They got in trouble because, um, and I saw the comment, Brianna. Yeah, uh, um, uh, they got in trouble because something about legality of being the actual apprentice. So, starting season seven, it's people come with business proposals, mm -hmm. and so Lord Sugar makes a two hundred fifty thousand pound business investment, and they become business partners. Starting season seven. Okay. okay. So. When that happens, it's you have to come with something. You cannot come, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, and they don't cast real models. They don't cast models there. Yeah. They don't. He doesn't. Lord Sugar's less. Yeah, yeah. Less apt to fall for hiding in the long grass, like I talked about. Um, and women, you know, I think they're more winners. Oh, I just we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get the Wikipedia page pulled up here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. I think I, the women do win more. Yeah. Yeah. They're very we cool. We work hard. Um, so this has been Poptimist Live. Yes. Dangmi, um, you want to do our outro? I, I, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, first, I want to thank Bright for having us. We're excited to do more live shows in the future. Um, they're always fun. I have a great time. I love when people interact. Uh, Xavier, thank you um, for always helping out whenever, like when we start, have mic issues. <laughs> and then Vinny, thank you. Uh, we try to be a lot of fun. Um, and Aiden, thank you for being thank such you. a wonderful guest. Thank you, that was fun. Guest. You were perfect. Yeah. This was Yay. so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, again, thanks, Bright. And if you liked this episode, be sure to go back and listen to other episodes and stay tuned. We release new episodes every Wednesday. Um, yeah, yeah uh, and also like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, subscribe to Poptimist. Write us a review. Get on the little thing and write, because if you write out actual words, it actually pumps us up so we can get more listeners. Yeah. And if you want to send us your hot takes or if you maybe want to be a guest on Poptimist, email us at poptimistpod at gmail.com. That's right, poptimistpod at gmail.com. Come see me host Aiden's show October 9th. Buy Aiden's book. Yeah, get on his email Angeles. list. All that good shit. Wonderful. All right. Well, that is the end of Poptimist. Everybody say goodbye. Bye.